Share the Influence podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. You guys, when I tell you that my mind was absolutely melted by this episode, I walked away being like, what is life? What is the future going to look like? I can't tell you how incredibly impactful this next guest is, but also just how intelligent and just mind bending all of her facts are, all of her value. She is a powerhouse, but she is also changing the game for women within the investment space. You guys, today I have on Miss Jennifer Pereira. She is a dear friend of mine, and she is also the founder, managing partner, and investor at Celestial Group. She sits at the helm of a modern private equity firm driven by community and innovation. Jen is also someone that has just really opened my eyes to investment opportunities through Celestial. And the best thing about Celestial is that they create opportunities. More specifically, their vision and their mission is to create opportunities for women to understand what it means to invest into a cash flowing business. And There's so much conversation around this right now. There's been a lot of conversation just on social. I don't know if any of you guys follow Cody Sanchez, but there's this new idea of investing in cash flowing assets or buying up businesses from the previous generation instead of investing into venture, which is basically startups or new concepts or new ideas that basically are not cash flowing, right? They are not producing revenue and or they're not producing profit. One of the best things that I loved about this episode is the way that Jen's mind works, the way that she is really utilizing her company, Celestial Group, as an asset backing organization that is setting up the next generation. She does this by acquiring amazing companies with amazing people. Nothing less than shifting paradigms will do in in their community. People build influence and affluence to leave legacy together from the ground up, you guys. This is powerful stuff. She's also a Forbes featured entrepreneur, advisor, and aspiring philanthropist. Jen is focused on funding and supporting people and planet consciousness raising initiatives. You guys, she is just this incredible founder. She also started a woman-focused psychedelics company. And basically through Celestial, she is building a new kind of financial institution and leading a mass social movement. Again, how do we incorporate women back into this investment conversation, but also to what are we doing for our next generation? How are we setting them up? These are those mind-bending topics that we are going to get into. So without further ado, please welcome Jen to the show. Miss Jennifer Pereira, I am so excited to be talking with you. You have already taught me so much in the short time that I've known you. You've expanded my mindset and my awareness of investing in private equity and what the future looks like. And I'm ready for you just to share your magic with my audience. 
and tell us how in the hell did you get here? How did you start Celestial Group? Where did you come from? Like you are just a force in and of your own nature. Wow. Wow, Whitney, if only we could be so warmly welcomed everywhere that we went. (laughs) This is definitely from off planet. There's a whole lot of magic mushrooms behind all of this. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So just going to go there. So all jokes aside, how we got here, this conversation right now on this Zoom and what we're building at Celestial, which I'll go into after. um, The joke about magic mushrooms is that I was actually running a psychedelics company prior to doing this in working in finance. So I ran a company called the Bloom Institute, which was psychedelics for women by women. And, you know, not so much on the legalization side, but the harm reduction side of women having safe access to their healing, their leadership, and to, you know, explore their consciousness in whichever way they see fit, Mm -hmm. which is something that's really just lacking in the healthcare space, right? That advocacy. So I am a huge fan of legal loopholes, which is something that I'm also up to inside Celestial. It's like that renegade rebel energy of, okay, like really shifting and creating new futures by seeing around the corner and then bringing it into today. But what happened inside that business was putting a business face to uh, the guise of harm reduction, because it's not illegal to witness someone having an experience, nor is it illegal to provide them safe space or support or resource around that experience. So long as we weren't distributing or in the possession of any type of illegal drug, you know, which psychedelic plant medicines being an illegal drug is is ridiculous in my opinion anyways, but that's not to say that they don't need to be used in very careful circumstances because they do. What happened there was I started noticing patterns. Okay. Previous former life, you know, I'm a project manager by trade, worked in IT, did analysis for a long, long time. So pattern recognition and math is just in my blood. And it's funny how everything that you do prior is always building up for where you're going. So the clientele turned from, you know, the hippy dippy Shambhala crowd to tech entrepreneurs from Burning Man, doctors, therapists. And people that were really exploring the field for themselves, but wanting first-hand experiences. And I noticed that the more that people worked on their own healing and their up-leveling, they were ready for their own soul's expression and the self-actualization of the legacy they were going to leave. Because their perspective now was no longer trauma. They'd moved from coping to acceptance. And so now they're projecting an entirely different reality, right? It's like, yes, there's pain. Yes, there's difficulty. Yes, there's a lot of sludge. But when you can live with it versus constantly being in denial of it, the nervous system just has a completely different attunement. Mm -hmm. So why this matters is that every single woman in our sphere went on to do great things, but she always had two needs. She always needed mentorship. And you always needed money. Every single time you need a template for the future. So someone that's been there before that can guide you mm-hmm. and you need resources. And we know what capital and access to money looks like for women. Like the stats are hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it wasn't enough for us to be providing integration services, quote unquote, in the form of doing your readings, doing your meditation, staying in embodiment, breathwork, et cetera. It was, how are we really supporting lifelong integration through self-actualization? Oh, okay, great. The next message I hear is it's time to shift financial paradigms. Wow. That is the greatest cause of pain, keeping patriarchy alive, keeping these narratives alive of mm-hmm. any sort of separation in the field, which we know is not true. Yeah. So it's time for the greatest collaboration of all fucking time. <laughs> yes. 
And that's why inside the Celestial Group, you know, we're taking on Wall Street by buying up Main Street. And I say that all the time because it's time for regular people to have access to resources with which to create things. It is very important that we asset back an entire generation. An enormous wealth transfer is happening. You know, our grandparents and parents are leaving wealth in a way that Gen Z and below doesn't know how to steward. But way beyond financial literacy, there's tons of companies doing an incredible job at financial literacy. We don't get to participate in deal flow as women. We don't. Yeah. Or even just as people, like all my cool guy friends and bro bros out there listening right now. It's like, yeah, I want to be on a cap table of an NBA team. I want to know what board apes are doing. All this cool stuff that you hear about is like, we don't get to participate. No one texts me like a rich white man of like, hey, this thing's open. Want to play? I want that. So I'm creating that. But that's how it happened. A whole bunch of magic mushrooms. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, first off, there's so much to unpack there. I mean, I love, I love the psychedelic movement because obviously I've been sticking my foot in the cannabis game and it's been a whole new ball game for being just, just understanding the cannabis industry as a whole and what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do. But I think it's so incredible that this one business flowed into you having this insane download of women not being financially able to kind of break the barrier in terms of like growth or being given the access to that financial literacy that you've talked about. And I know that you and I have talked about that in length where it really does feel like there's not this lack. Number one, there's a huge lack of education, right? Where we kind of feel like it's only the wealthy have access to this information and or these, you know, kind of the society of men, this kind of like 1%, where it's almost unattainable for women. And again, like the 99% or normal people to understand the realms of investing or even understand the realms of private equity. So with Celestial... I the love realm. the realm. <laughs> that word, the realms, right? An entirely new paradigm. The realms. Like, what is a realm? A different realm, a different reality, a different experience. The yeah. realms. And it's a it's a lie that finance is confusing. It's a lie that it's complicated or inaccessible. Mm-hmm. I'd pierce through the veil. Yeah. With celestial, tell us how it works. Tell us how if someone were to go to it right now. What is the offering? What does it look like? And then also to what is the future? Because I know that you are working on so many different parts of it right now and want to constantly expand it. For someone that doesn't understand what you're doing and has a very base level knowledge of finance and or investing, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the tell it to me like I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, I'm a manifesting generator, so I have the attention span of a housefly. And as a former executive, I need everything in a summary because I'm not going to read the 60 pages of data behind it. I just have to trust. Oh my God, I will verify. Trust but verify. When I say asset backing an entire generation, what I mean is having assets to your name. So things, hard properties or items of value that we classify as assets that have a dollar figure that we've assigned to them. So in our world, what we're doing and how we're doing that is very traditional old school finance, M&A, which is mergers and acquisitions. So we either merge with other companies or we acquire them. In plain English, I am buying up a whole lot of cool shit. And every time I buy something, we invite other people to come with us. 
So the accessibility or availability of being a business owner is being demystified. But you do not have to go through legal, financial diligence, like any of those hoops. We jump all those hoops. Right now, you can only access that. What This is what's called alternative asset investing. That is reserved for the not just wealthy. You have to be like the ultra wealthy. You need like a wealth advisor at Morgan Stanley or at JP Morgan, if you even know what those firms are. If you're even at an income level to like think that you need a wealth advisor to be offered those classes. So mm-hmm. private equity that all of this falls under is the number one wealth builder in the world. Wow. Period. It is how every Every major family or wealth magnate has gathered their their wealth. They own things. They own Walmart, mm-hmm. right? The gas stations, the laundromats, like who owns these things? And so if we're going to really look at trading or, or fixing, repairing the time for money paradigm that we're in right now, like AI and robotics are coming in in a very re- real way. Yeah. And instead of being fearful about what it means... Mm-hmm. We can be in surrender and acceptance and in the gift of it because we can create an up level of the collective consciousness by ensuring that we're resourced to participate in the new economy in new ways. So I never worry about my job, quote unquote job. Right. Because when you're asset backed, mm-hmm. you literally have passive income flowing from many different resources. So you're no longer a slave to the system. Yeah. And we still are. You always will be, but not to the level of control that like your basic needs can't be met. And I just wonder what would happen for women or for an entire generation if you were free to be creators. What would you do? I get so excited when I think about what would you do if you had passive income? And everyone's selling passive income right now. I'm like, buy my course. Yep. Read my book. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Ten people <laughs> buy a laundromat yeah. and get real actual money in their bank account. That's the passive income I'm looking for. I'm not looking to buy a course. Like stop with all the bullshit. And when you have assets to your name, you qualify for mortgages. You can get credit. You can, a whole world opens up to you. Mm-hmm. A whole world opens up to you. Crazy stats. Eight out of 10 businesses in the US cannot currently be sold. There literally is not enough buyers or people that understand M&A because it's just, it's so kept inside Wall Street. People don't know how to buy a business. Yeah. So that's what we're working on inside Celestial. It's the the ability to be on the cap table of a tangible cash flowing asset. That's what we need. Brilliant. It is, it is so brilliant. And I've told you this, and I've even expressed this to the audience. I'm so new in the world of finance. And I feel like I'm peeling back this huge curtain and the education that I felt like, like, for example, you mentioned something, I think Camilla did too the other day that was very crucial. You said that it's almost so complicated to educate yourself on finance if you're not dedicated to hours and hours and hours of learning. But once you understand it, once you're in those rooms, having those conversations, it's really not that complicated. And I, I love what you said too, with the fact of like, these, these things have been excluded for this 1% wealth, but that's also what you're doing, which is not only educating the public, but it's also bringing them the opportunity to have those, those assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it needs to be accessible, mm-hmm. but also needs to be relatable. The The financial products, like we don't understand that when you go into your bank and you put money in a high yield savings account or they sell you like a GIC or a deposit of some kind or a credit line, those are products. That's yeah. a financial 
product that has been created and they make a lot of money off of you, like a lot. <laughs> it's shameful how much. And it, you know, it, it is, it's a machine and we're, we're tied to the machine. So it's very important to us that we are relatable. It has to be accessible. It has to be accessible. Yeah. And we it's very interesting as well, the types of people that are showing up in our community as a result of the language that we're speaking, because we do have institutional and professional investors all the way down to like the first timer that's sending in $500 and it's changing their life. Yeah, which I which I love. Can you speak to maybe the fear that women would have looking at these deals inside of Celestial, because I think that that's also something too, where there's, there's this fear of what happens if I do this and there is no payout? What happens if I, if I choose not to invest and I'm just going to stay with the safe arena of kind of that paycheck to paycheck to not, to not taking that additional cash flow or not taking that additional money and putting it towards something like this. Can you speak to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I hate the arrogance of it, but it's like you miss all the shots you don't take. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just the reality of it. There is no safety. There is a, this is a realm of suffering. And the sooner that we all come to terms with that, the sooner that you can be part of the change that you need inside your own life. So when we have our money inside savings accounts, we're losing it to inflation. And so what that means, even the topic of inflation, like, what even is that? Okay, things things cost more today than they did yesterday. So to exist, <laughs> it's more expensive. Through no fault of your own, you wake up in the morning, you turn on the light switch, it is more expensive today than it was yesterday. And so when you think that your money in your savings account is becoming worthless, it's like worthless. Yeah. If the interest that that savings account is paying you is not keeping up with the rate of inflation, so you can be really excited to save $100 a month and put it towards your savings. But if inflation is at 8%, which it currently is in the United States today at the time of this recording, and your savings account is paying you 1%, you are down 7% overall on your money. And so this time next year and the year after that and the year after that, that amount that you're putting aside is less than what your original intention was for it. Wow. So we do have to take risks. Yes, you can absolutely lose your money when you invest. Mm -hmm. But what I'm calling out to everyone everywhere is to realize that you are already losing it anyways to a machine that is far more nefarious. Mm -hmm. When you invest in a business, you're so committed and wholehearted towards success. That is a prayer. Mm -hmm. When you have everything on the line because you need that business to succeed because it's dinner on your table, you just show up in the world differently as a result of that knowing. Yeah. Your savings account, you don't see. The man, quote unquote, somewhere has it wherever. Mm -hmm. And 10 women own a laundromat? Let me tell you, that laundromat <laughs> is shining. <laughs> Very, very different stewardship. Wow. Wow. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting 
quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Jen, what are you seeing for the future of wealth? You know, I I know me and you again have talked about this, but there's so much learning, right? And I think one of the biggest things that spoke to me when we talked about Celestial Group is that you were creating something that is empowering of the future, that is going to set up not only myself, but my children, my children's Mm -hmm. children to carry on into a different system and to kind of break the mold. And I want to hear what that future looks like for you. What are you calling it? What does that look like? Yeah, this is where that asset backing really is important. So I think that we're a financial institution that actually doesn't exist yet, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm most excited about. You know, so a hybrid bank, investment bank, trust foundation style blend of madness um, is coming together. And we have some of the best people on the planet currently solving for this and, and some really big minds behind all of this. But I think that ability to transfer wealth in much easier ways. So not only demystifying it, but, but creating vehicles like it existing in the palm of your hands, it being an app, it being, you know, having things like brokerage accounts being demystified yeah. and not, you know, only for the wealthy. So when you're in control of these assets and you have the proper structures and vehicles set up for you and your family and your children, and it's not complicated to do so, then that channeling down generationally is a lot easier. And that's ultimately what we're solving for. I also think that, you know, controversial, that the nonprofit and philanthropy buckets are a little bit broken because so many incredible organizations are working independently in silos. They don't talk to each other and we're bogged down with administrative and overhead costs. No one's really innovating how that money moves or is being stewarded. So it's very important to me that we create a private equity firm and that when you make a contribution through the firm, but you also receive an allocation in the future foundation or the future of philanthropy that we're building wow. so that we will invest in future enhancing causes as a collective. You know, so you own the bank. That's my ultimate mission is that the people that participate here own the bank. That's the legacy that I would like myself and my team to leave. But beyond that, that they're building it so that everyone is a shareholder and then therefore wow. has a vote in the causes that we contribute to. So I won't be satisfied. Like my beta version one is that when we've done a billion dollars, one billion with a B, I will know that the business case works. And I'll be like, okay, great. Now we can go up against the biggest institutions in the world. I'm like, playtime's over. Now we're serious. Like philanthropy at like a massive, (laughs) massive scale is going to occur now. And I've had a few people kind of take me to task on this and say, well, really, you're talking about venture capital. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I am. I am. But when you think about VC dollars going to global solutions versus just like another consumer product plastic that's going to end up in the ocean, 
Like yeah. I want to invest in like the technology, the infrastructure, the energy behind the ocean, behind the Amazon, behind plant medicines, behind healing methodologies, behind alternative medicines, like go very, very, very big so that the things that we need in the future that we want to see can exist. I don't know any bank in the world that gives a shit about any of that. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. And that's where our profits will go. That's the point. I think that is the difference, right? Is exactly what you said versus a venture capitalist firm yeah, or yeah. or a firm that's just raising a shit ton of money. Like it is yeah. it is investing in a philanthropic way without what we've seen kind of what we've been kind of, you know, and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like like yeah, not like numbed <laughs> out to to other philanthropic efforts, right? Like, you know, the bureaucracy, the political involvement, all these different things where it's like everyone wants to give back. Everyone wants to create a better future. But there's this sense of lack of control or lack of responsibility that comes into it. And so I think with with what you're saying, it's like you're investing into this business that's giving back to all these other businesses that is also making the future a better place that you have control over, which I think is very brilliant. Kind of going back to what I was saying is from my understanding of what you're doing and from my understanding of what philanthropic efforts look like is that a lot of times we've become like numb to this philanthropy, right? The bureaucracy, the political involvement, maybe these things, there's all this funding, but all these things aren't really going anywhere. There wasn't too much action or we just don't have a control over it. Right. And I love from what you're saying is that there is now the ability to participate in these efforts by investing into these businesses that are therefore yes. creating a better future for the world, which is yeah. very interesting. If you think about those, especially that are very interested in philanthropy and actually being able to put on work boots in the sense of getting shit done and building things mm. through a business created lens, which yeah. again, to what your point was that sometimes these you know organizations don't always have that they're bogged down there's not enough support or there's you know all these different these different variations hmm. well you're this spawned from the original question that you asked around how will we ensure that the wealth can be transferred to the generations that we're leaving behind right and and this applies to child free like it applies to everyone right it's like the creative hopeful the artist all of that like the way to ensure that the world that you want to see exists is by contribution to it but right now if there's no vehicles to contribute to or through that you can relate to or even access then we, we remain siloed right we we continue to perpetuate that the paradigm of separation that illusion of separation and as i said like no it's time for the greatest fucking collaboration of all time right we need to create a massive movement like i'm annoyed of constantly hearing on my social media like i tune out people that feel so hopeless and out of control oh blackstone owns everything they own johnson and johnson and then now there's bleach in your food or whatever right yep. it's like okay well private equity for the people then when you own everything how will you steward it because i'm giving that opportunity yeah so it's not just the people like we can all contribute and don't feel like if you're not a multimillionaire that there isn't a space for you here. That's the whole point. Yeah. Is that the everyday person can actually get involved in what the mega rich is doing, which is owning stuff. So that's how we will ensure that that future that we want to see exists is through contributing. Beautiful. Jen, for those listening that are like, holy shit, you're blowing my mind. 
because every time you just melt my brain and I love it. I love learning from you. I love talking with you. But for those listening that are like, give me more, where do I go? How do I do this? Where can they learn more about Celestial? How can they sign up? What's what's the best next step for them? Yeah. So just the easy, like quick and dirty is visiting us at wearecelestial.com. So it's like everyone's a star in our universe. They're all important. So we are celestial.com and that's just our, you know, our community funnel. You can learn about the actual process. It's in the explain it to me, like I'm five language. Mm-hmm. There's an invite. You access the invite link there and you just do a sign up. It's really easy. Only a few questions, not much gatekeeping. We just want to make sure you're a legitimate person and so, you know, check out a LinkedIn profile or some verification. Not only that you're human, but that you are someone that's looking to contribute something. And then we let you in. And once you're in, it's like, okay, well, what's that in? So yeah. for women only, there's a telegram group so that there is a space for questions answered and just community that's that's available because women are constantly saying that they don't have spaces that are just for them yeah. but for everybody you know we have a newsletter that goes out that's stewarded by deal flow debbie <laughs> <laughs> so deal flow debbie is popping deal flow into your inbox and when i say deal flow what that means, you know, that there's a flow of deals there's a constant channel of deals that are available to you so that lends on in your inbox um, and then we have an investor's portal. Mm-hmm. So there's an actual, you know, as any financial institution would have, we have a space that you can log in, username and password. You can see all the deals. You can see your account, how much you've been paid, not been paid, all the juicy things and regular updates are in there. So three different ways to interact with us. And I have to say, I've made my first soft investment. I should have invested in this other incredible business, but I did not because I was too much of a scaredy cat. But now I'm looking at it and I'm looking at what it's doing. I'm like, holy shit, did I miss the boat? But I will say that your portal is so educational. Um, not only that. Yeah. And I feel like I've, I've loosely started investing like over the last three years. And a lot of it has been, you know, everything from, uh, mainly startups, but for these actual cash flowing businesses, these actual assets to see the return and to see what the business needs to do in order for you to make that return or for you to start getting paid out. It's very simple to understand. So it's almost like you are reducing this kind of unknown risk factor. I think for a lot of people that are looking at these deals by the way that it's laid out on top of, you know, the education that you're providing through the newsletter and things like that. But you guys, when I tell you this is so beyond genius and the businesses that have been brought to the table, you guys do not fuck around. Like they are some, no, it's fun. They it's are fun. some yes, incredible e-commerce businesses that are already so profitable in and of their own right and utilizing investors yeah. to grow that and to scale that. It just makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm so just like proud of you (laughs) and just witnessing the journey of what you know young people but also serious business professionals are taking on it really gives me hope and you remind me what this is all being built for i'm very inspired by you i i respect you very much and i admire you greatly and the fact that you think that anything that we're doing is even interesting is gives me just a lot of humility and pause and and thank you so much for that there's been a lot of work behind the scenes for a good 18 months before you know camilla is my co-founder before her and i even put anything out like we just we have that obsessive like we are relentless we are relentless in the pursuit of of our knowing 
that this is the future. And so we have not even gotten started yet. That's what I say to everyone. I'm like, oh no, it's in beta. Like we're just testing. Yeah. <laughs> sure that it works. And so the fact that there's any resonance of all is so is really, really appreciated. And I want to touch on something that you just said around startup investing. Can we? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. There? Let's go go for it. Dive in. So like first of all, like fuck a VC. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If you Yes, absolutely. So Camilla's a previous tech founder. I'm a previous founder. Mm-hmm. She's raised like untold amount of capital. We know that space very, very well. And, you know, venture capital investing and angel investing and investing in tech startups and being an angel and what does it mean to be an investor is kind of having a marketing minute and it's become trendy and it hurts my heart that my friends are flushing their money down the toilet. Like it hurts yeah. my heart. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what it is, it's become a trend. It's thousand percent to become a trend and people are hopping on without understanding the risk, the reward, and also the terms. And I think that is the best saying that I've heard from you and Camilla, which by the way, let's, let me be a mirror of reflection for you both of what you are doing (laughs) and also be the five-year-old that you're having to dumb everything down for. Because like I told you, I've learned so much just in the few conversations that we've had but going back to that, I'm I'm very much so a fall on my face and learn type of you know learner, and so for me, I learned sweat equity the hard way. I learned investment in convertible wow. notes the hard way. Yeah. I learned what true equity means versus just a typical payout the hard way. So I think that these terms they come off so scary, and anything in the realm of finance it has this this connotation of being for the elite, for the wealthy, for the highly educated. And like you said, it's really not that complicated, but you have to understand what it means. And so for you guys, the way that you're shifting that and the way that you're just the education alone is so needed. And again, we're seeing this huge trend and people are kind of talking about it, but they're also, it's, there's still that gatekeeping conversation that's not happening. Right. Right. And so I'm so stoked that you want to talk about this because I think <laughs> this foundational shift right here mm-hmm. is where the paradigm will actually start to click because we are losing so many resources by in- investing in things that truly have no hope, but we don't know. So right. when I said fuck a VC, like I don't actually mean that, but let's just demystify venture capital. Okay. Right. So the venture capital are offices that are institutional money managers. Mm -hmm. So they are fund managers that invest in venture specifically, but they do that on behalf of foundations, pension funds, family offices, high net worth individuals, people that can afford to lose money. Gonna repeat that. People that can afford to lose money. So those people are diversifying their risk, Mm -hmm. meaning I've got a hundred million dollars. I'm going to place 10 million of it with VC to play a higher stakes game because my other 90 million is in very secure assets. Yeah. Okay. So they give that money to the VC to place higher bets with. Mm-hmm. That's only appropriate for a very small percentage of people on this planet yeah. to be playing that game with. 
So when you write an angel investment check or when you invest in a tech startup, we need to think of that as literally a charitable contribution. Do not expect to see the money ever again. Yeah. You might see it, but you just put it all on red on roulette. That's what you just did. Wow. That you know is I mean? that for just hold on one sec. That is yeah. so you nailed it. You you nailed it. Especially with startups. Do not expect to return. Yeah. The reason is VCs managing this money on behalf of these institutions, the stakes and their calculations are based on the fact that they know and they have the math behind nine out of 10 startups will not make it. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the stark reality of entrepreneurship. Okay? Yeah. Nine out of 10 startups will not make it. Getting to a revenue generating point is exciting. Mm-hmm. That's still not enough for you to receive a return. Exactly. You will, still won't get a return. Yeah. There has to be a liquidity amount based on the VC's discretion. What does that even mean, the liquidity event? It means a buyout. The company has to be sold. It has to be taken public. Or another office, like a private equity, such as us, comes in and buys those shares and buys those that stake so the company then has money to distribute to its shareholders. Yep. That's pretty fucking rare. Yes. That happens when a company is big enough to be commercialized. I don't know how many startups you know that have grown big enough to be commercialized. Mm -hmm. Why? That's a five, seven, 10, maybe 15 year horizon. Who has that long? I don't. VCs do because they're managing money for people that are already in the stay rich or get me richer category. So if you're in the get rich category of your life, do not angel invest unless it is just something that you believe in Mm -hmm. and it's a charitable contribution for the world that you maybe hope to see. But it is not a money back in your bank account move. That's not how it works. Preach, Jen. Preach. So in Celestial Group, to be abundantly clear, we will make venture plays. We will invest in startups as a collective. Absolutely. Am I going to put a majority of my investor dollars on the line with that level of risk? Mm -mm. Well, to the no, to the no, no, no. I don't know. It would be a charitable quote unquote contribution of something that's so fucking cool. We just can't help ourselves. Yeah. That's the stuff that you invest in because intention, mm-hmm. because intention, right? Frequency. Um, wow. But is it a money making move? No. So every time you're like, you even think that you're going to invest in a startup, right? You have 10, 25, 50, 100 K. Yo, you're not getting it back. Like I'm here to tell you, mm-hmm. we're not getting it back. You know, Sorry. I private equity, when you own a business, we pay you quarterly. <laughs> Every three months, deposit. Which is, the which is months, wild. This is wild that you're breaking this down for everyone. Because again, I yeah. think you just demystified what all the different types of investing in literally a five-minute conversation, if not. Cool. Great. And it's funny because when I say fuck a VC, it's always like we reject or like we hate what we most like resonate actually with because of the level of power. My highest calling is to be a venture capitalist. That's where this all started with Mm -hmm. Camilla and I. I set out to raise a fund for healing plant medicine and consciousness raising level technologies on this planet. And I still will do it. But until we're doing with secured money, and I know that that's the future that the collective wants, and they're voting on it based on our institution, it's okay to like let it take its time to be built. So yes, I will be a VC, but it's not going to be for institutional money. It's our institution and it's our money. Oh my God. Jen, you are brilliant. Not only what, what you are, like just the just the vision that you're able to hold but the way that you're also making this so accessible, like so accessible. Thank you. Like you could easily take this and do exactly that and be the next 
be another VC kind of, you know, same peg in the hole kind of situation, but you're choosing to open this up to the greater, like the greater masses. Well, it's one thing to talk the talk, but we also have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I'm getting up there in age. There's tons of personal and professional development. I'm hundreds of thousands of dollars of professional development and personal into all of this. And I am surrounded by great and inspiring people and mentors. And I'm constantly investing in myself and the future that I want to see. You know, so it's thank you for all the compliments. And I'm self made, but I'm not self made. I'm ancestor made. I'm mm-hmm. land made. <laughs> I'm woman made. All of that. Right. It's just, it's all of us. Like, yeah, it's, it's so nice to, to have, you know, the oracular, the Oracle Mm. ability. And I never, ever hide my spiritual gifts, but there's a lot of really rational, grounded, logical, just plain old math Mm -hmm. that works behind this. And it's, it's a blessing to be the channel for it, but it really is just the result of everyone that I've worked with in the healing practice of like what's next for the collective, honestly. And so I spend a majority of my time in personal and professional development in order to hold this vision and have it really grounded. Because like I said, like we can all talk the talk and it's nice to come on the airwaves and do all these podcasts. We're like, wow, great. But actually pulling it off is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where like the relentless grit comes in. Like Mm. you have to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. Jen, this has been mind melting and beautiful. (laughs) And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for all the things to come. And I want to wrap this interview on the question that I ask everyone on the show. Mm. And I think your answer is going to be mind melting again, but I'm so excited to ask it. What does influence mean to you? Wow, I love this question so much. The ability to direct attention to what matters. Wow. I have zero desire to be an influencer. That's another thing. I love you all, but fucking in. Because we confuse it with being important. Yeah. We use having a platform with being important and with great power comes great responsibility. So I think what influence actually is, is the ability to direct attention to what matters. And so when you are given a voice or a platform or a channel, it's like what's coming through those airwaves. Mm-hmm. Is it just more superficiality? I don't I, you know, like, like I'm sometimes frightened by what I see on different platforms and also just choosing to direct light in different ways. All refraction, right? Mm-hmm. That is... I've never had that answer before on this, on this podcast. And I think that might be one of my, I think that might be my favorite answer because I think that influence means so much to, to all of us. And the word influence has become synonymous with just our day-to-day lives being that we are all constantly on the, you know, social media and on the internet. But I think that you're taking it the next step forward and the differentiation of, following versus importance is very key. Well, it's like, what are we consuming? Mm -hmm. That's what it gets deep for me. And it's, it's actually meant like, it's not that deep bro. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like it's not that deep. (laughs) But it's also, if we know that we're being programmed literally by what we consume, then that also means your attention. Like we're giving our attention all of the time to different things. That's, Mm -hmm. that's energy. And so what is infiltrating your mind? What are you choosing to fill it with? What are the rap lyrics that you're listening to? What are the cosmetics you're putting on your face? All of that stuff is a consumption. And so are you a consumer or you a creator? Mm-hmm. And not everyone's here to be a creator. We need to consume. I'm just saying like, can you thoughtfully consume? And like, then even being aware of your thoughts. So again, hold other rabbit hole. 
Love but it. I do think having having influence really is like that powerful stewardship of your energy. So it's like, where are you directing attention? I am directing my attention on everyone I know getting really fucking rich. Mm. Well, I'm certainly being influenced by you. So <laughs> I, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, Jen. Where can everyone find out more about Celestial Group and just more about you in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so headquarters website. We've already heard of wearecelestial.com. That's for all of you, but. To understand us more as an institution is celestialgroup.co. I also think it's really important that leaders are accessible. And while I cannot interface and interact with every single message I receive, please understand, I really try my best. I always welcome LinkedIn connections. I always welcome Instagram connections. You can find me on any of those platforms. Super happy. I love it. Beautiful. Jen, thank you so much for going under the influence with us. It's just been always a great time so much love and light and i'm just so grateful that you that you wanted to do this with me yay i'm stoked to be on the journey with you 